Welcome. I am so glad that you have decided to join the Healing and Hashtag podcast. This is a place where we will have soul conversations and inspire soul talk to begin our soul's journey. I am your host, Marcia, your wounded healer and beat down sister who knows all too well the need for soul care, soul rest, soul mending, and soul healing. Healing in Hashtags is not just a place for soul safety. It is where we will write, rewrite, and revise the stories we tell ourselves. We call in all hearts, all people, all hurt, all brokenness, grief, and all struggles. Healing in Hashtags is my, our, and your soul intention and soul inspiration to reclaim that which is rightfully yours. Welcome to healing and hashtags where your soul gets to speak up because it has something to say. Hey, it's your girl here again. You know, I wanted to ask you something because I've been thinking about the new launching of the podcast and this, you know, healing, what needs to be healed? How do we heal? Especially when we have experienced so much grief, so much pain, and it just feels like it keeps going and going and going. What's the epiphany that's needed and have you had one? It makes me think about the need for the shift. The need for me to see me. You know, the epiphany that I had for myself was that pain sometimes is self-inflicted. Pain is inevitable, but the degree to which I suffered, that was in the palm of my hands. I listened to so many people talk about the degrees of healing. I listened to the word trauma being thrown around so loosely. And and really that we haven't gotten to the point of speaking to how do we approach that trauma? How do I even confront myself in my own trauma? How do I sit with myself and like the company that I'm keeping? Those were questions and so many more that I had to wrestle with. And I want you to know that wrestling sometimes is a good place to be in because it's that moment that you reflect. It also brings like a resurgence of emotions. And I had that. Oh my goodness, did I have it. And I would avoid me like none other. Until one day I realized every time I got up, I was taking me with me. I could no longer hide from me. I could no longer walk away from me. You know, that was the false story that I was telling myself. I had to go back and look at what are some of the false agreements that I made? What false information about me did I like, did I let take root? And who I am? Who was I allowing to define me? And how was I allowing it to define me? What are some of the ways that I was living it out and acting it out and being in agreement with it? You know, that's a false agreement. 
Nobody gets to tell you who you are. We believe that this shaping can cause us to shift and we put so much stress on ourselves. What happens if we just got to a point of just saying, I am who I am today and this is all that I am. I started asking myself, Marcia, what happens if you just say, yep, shame has been a part of my life. It doesn't make me. It's been a part of my life and I own that. Trauma has been a part of my life. There's been so many events and experiences inside of it that yes, it has affected things about me. And that's been a part of my lived experience. What happens when we just begin to own that these things have been a part of our life? And as we begin to own them, we begin to understand that some of it is ours and other parts of it has been hand-me-downs. What happens when you give somebody back their hand-me-downs? What happens when you tell yourself that this just doesn't fit me and I'm going to just acknowledge the fact that this, whatever this is, has been right size for me. That the joy that I'm feeling when I write my poems, that's been right size for me. The joy that you feel when you're singing, that's right-sized for you. The joy that you feel in motherhood or fatherhood, or just your personhood, period, that's right-sized for you. And what inside of that brings about an expanse of you? How often do we interrogate the beauty of who we are? How often do we acknowledge that not everybody can be trusted with pain and that our pain, no matter how difficult it is, that inside of it, it's making me, it's pruning me, it's developing me, and it's preparing me for something and someone else. That's a hard part to hold on to, to sit with. Because nobody wants to go through pain. But if pain is inevitable, then we're all situated for some form of pain in our life. I too had to realize that. That my pain didn't have to break me. And even if it did, what was it breaking off? Not so much as what was it breaking inside of me. What was it breaking off? Was it breaking off false stories and false agreements that I made with myself? Was it breaking off old relational pain? Was it breaking off false stories that I was telling myself? Was it breaking off things that I was trying to hold on to that I needed to let go a long time ago? What? Was it breaking off? And then, how was it creating my breakthrough? 
like that butterfly who's in the cocoon fighting. Yeah, because she's got to fight her way through or it has to fight its way through. Let me say it more like that. Because if you cut it open too soon, the butterfly doesn't have the strength that it needs to fly, the ability that it needs to fly. It has to fight its way out of the cocoon because it strengthens it. Can you fight your way out the cocoon? Do you understand that we have been cocooned so many times in our lives that it's just birthing beautiful butterflies with each episode of pain that keeps us feeling like we are so closed in? Do me a favor. Sometime today, get you a blanket and wrap yourself in it. And let that blanket just remind you of the cocooning of the butterfly. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to breathe in and I want you to just see yourself being in that cocoon. I want you to see yourself reminding yourself that the butterfly was first the caterpillar. And then from there, that part had to go. And that part went into the metamorphosis, the change, the transformation. And inside of that, it created something new, a new you, a beautiful you. And this new you is coming out with beautiful hues, H-U-E-S, of you. Because the butterfly comes in colors and, oh my gosh, magnificent, beautiful colors. Think about the color that you want to come out. Think about your favorite color. Create your unique butterfly because you're uniquely you. But think about that. This butterfly, you struggling your way, fighting your way. But you're fighting for what you love. You're fighting for who you love, starting with yourself. You're fighting for the liberation of your heart. You're fighting for the beautiful you that needs to be exposed and seen by many. You're fighting because you know you deserve to get out. You're fighting, but it's a good fight. Because in this fight, your wings are getting strengthened. Your wings are preparing you for something. Yeah, your wings is displaying your strength. Your wings is building up your hope and your expectation. Because on the outside of that cocoon is something else. It's expansive. It's opportunity. There's branches that you can land on, flowers that you can land on. People put out their fingers. Yep. And you know what? You can come out as like a black butterfly, unique. There's the blue butterfly who's extremely unique. You get to define that. And then I want you to affirm your butterfly. Hashtag. And then you write it out. 
And I want you to just think about and dream about the places where your butterfly can travel. Think about the places your heart would like to go. Think about the beauty of that butterfly. Some of you may want to draw it out. (laughs) Unlike me, I can't draw. Some of you may want to write it out in poetry. But let the unique beauty of who you are in this transformative state speak to you, source you, and strengthen you. Yeah. I need you to let it do all of that. Give yourself permission. I had to. Permission to heal. Permission to hurt. Permission to feel all the feels. And I'm going to tell you, it wasn't easy. Because I had been through some traumatic experiences. I've been beat down by people's words and judgments. In the social justice space, I felt so betrayed. And then I was fighting me. Yeah. I was fighting my own voice. I was fighting my own visibility. Matter of fact, I was fearing it. I was letting it all tell me what I wasn't. But struggling on the inside with, yes, you are. I was so concerned about what other people would say and less concerned about what I had to say. See, this is when healing comes in, when you can step into the truth and just, even if it's little parts, because it doesn't start out big. You know, they always say, you know, that old cliche, the devil is in the details or everything is in the fine print. And we don't look at the fine print. We don't take microscopes with us when we go to meetings and when we're signing contracts. But what contract have you made with yourself and you've never looked at the fine print so that you can see what's the loopholes inside of it? What inside of the fine print really gives you the out? Yeah, you can break those agreements. You can break those contracts. But so often we don't get to that place. I know because I was in that place for a very long time. My contract told me that I couldn't. That's what the fine print. But the fine print said you can. And this is how you get out of I can't. You just do it. Second by second, you might have to journal it out. You might have to go and get a coach, have a trusted friend. You might just have to sit with yourself until you're ready to go to that coach, to that counselor, to that friend. Whatever your practice is, the whole thing is about coming out. And I had to realize that. And coming out is difficult. We don't have to become. We already are. As I often hear a friend of mine say. We already are. The issue has been people wanted us to be who they wanted us to be. Our environment, our culture, our workplaces, school, all of these places 
always wanted to say this is what you should be. Life is about the American dream. Get a good education. Do this, do that. But for some of us, we weren't part of the dream. And we have to be okay with that. For some of us, the American dream was truly an American nightmare. But do we have to continuously hold on to the labels? Or do we give ourselves permission to tear those labels off one at a time? And you know what? Just like that Band-Aid, pulling that label off may hurt. It may sting. But we make it through, right? Yeah, we do. So let's start pulling the labels off one at a time. You're not alone in this because remember, healing in hashtags. We're healing as we're writing out our statement for the day, for the week, for the month. However it goes, we get to be malleable and we get to change up. All we have to do is communicate the change. Sometimes you're going to have to have a, hey, self, let me holler at your moment. I have them often. And I say, hey, Marcia. And I say, yes. And then I tell myself, let me holler at you. And I ask myself questions like, what needs to be healed? What do you want to work on today? Sometimes I just look in the mirror And I point at myself and I say, girl, you got this. We have to learn to be our biggest cheerleaders and our own personal validators. Yep, going against the grain and not for this point where everybody is trying to market your healing. But that you really are embodying it. We get all of these marketplace events and And everybody is like sensationalizing these things. And we get hyped for the moment. It's like that high. And they count on you to go back and look for that same high all over again. But but I don't want to get addicted to the marketplace stuff. No. I want to get connected to myself. So that I can have healing-centered connections and healing-centered engagement. So that I'm seeking more healing than harm and I'm giving more healing than harm and I'm hearing more people actively and I'm listening actively and I'm really curious and concerned about folks. And when I say, how are you? You really know that I'm asking, how are you? And I'm really interested in knowing how you are, moving past glossing over people and acting as though I'm listening, but I really don't want to hear what you have to say. No, I want to be in that place when people say you're invited to the party, that you really are invited and you're welcomed here. See, that that's what healing does. It, It brings us to this point that we can be okay with being us and having our own parties with ourselves and celebrating our own joys. And it's okay when we 
bring others along because there is no comparison because comparison is the biggest waste of time there is. But we are looking and connecting in such a way that we are building. We're building a movement to where we are looking at our healing, as I said before, as a form of resistance, as a form of justice and transformation. We're calling people in and not pushing them out. We're connecting and we're holding hands and we're approaching one another in such a way that it's welcoming and you know that I really care about you. Yeah, healing-centered care. We talk about self-care, and I can paint my nails and my toes and get my hair done, and that's fine. But my soul is still fractured. My heart is still lacerated. So in healing and hashtags, we're going deeper. We're going to do some soul journeying. But we're going to look at those things where we need to do a soul fasting. Yeah, we, we've got to look at those places that our soul has been silenced. I remember I was taking this class and I heard myself say loud enough. I heard my soul says, say, I've got something to say. I want to speak. And so we're going to dig into soul talk and how do we feed the soul? How do you heal the wounded soul? How do you heal the broken soul? How do you even confront those things and sit with them? How do you talk to it? How do you listen to it? Yes, we have the somatics and so many wonderful tools out here. But what are those small things that we can begin to do on this soul journey? On this soulful event of our life? Because you know healing happens in relationships. But if everybody in the relationship is suffering from the same wound, if everybody's entering the relationship traumatized, then we're only ping-ponging our pain one with another. We have to seek this healing. And how do we do it individually and collectively? Well, let's talk about it. Join me in healing and hashtags as we talk about it. That's an invitation. Today is an invitation to you, to your healing, to your breakthrough, and to your destiny. I'm going to cut it off here because I want to have a longer conversation and bring others in. I don't want to be the only voice. I just wanted to share my story. Oh, and it gets deeper, y'all. But today, I just wanted us to sit with that. So get your pen and get your paper. And let's write down our hashtag for today. Matter of fact, let's call it the hashtag for the week. Make sure it's on a post-it note or something that you can keep before you. And what I want you to write is I am. 
and whatever you feel you need to be for who you are, write it after that. I am joyful. I am joy. I am ready. Hashtag I am. And you can let that be enough. So enjoy today's soul journey. Enjoy today in a magnificent way, in ways that you have not enjoyed it before. Give yourself an opportunity to see today differently because you're seeing yourself differently. Let your soul talk. Let your soul speak. Let your soul heal. Wishing you all the best. Sending you all the best. And to remember, be like water. Take up the space and just flow. Until next time, be the way that you need to be. Be who you are. And be you beautifully, extravagantly, and wonderfully. I'll talk to you later. And remember, healing and hashtags is where we begin our journey for our soul and our soul healing. Sending so much love to your soul. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Oh, oh, oh.